Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. We've been talking about Isaiah's role as a prophet of God, a spokesman of God, who God called to speak to the people of Israel, to accuse them of their idolatry and their injustice, their unfaithfulness to his covenant, to call them to repentance, to tell them to forsake their sin, to turn from it, and to receive God's forgiveness and then to announce to them what's going to happen if they do repent, the benefits of repentance, or the consequences of continuing in their own way. And as we know, many, many people in Judah, in Israel, and Jerusalem at this time, decided to keep living the way that they wanted to, assimilating into other cultures, doing away with the one true God and worshiping false gods. And so they kind of drifted off, and they ended up dying in their sin, many of them being destroyed by the judgment of God as it was carried out by other nations like Assyria and Babylon. But there was always a remnant of people who responded well, favorably to God's judgment as it was communicated through the prophets. And God used this faithful remnant to continue to move his family, the chosen people of Israel forward until the day when Jesus Christ would show up on the earth to perfectly redeem them to perfectly obey the law, perfectly offer the perfect sacrifice so that all peoples who would trust in him from every tribe, tongue, and nation could be reconciled, forgiven, and redeemed. So in Isaiah, we've got this message of judgment, harsh at times, like the text we looked at yesterday, uh, but also it's laced with a message of hope because there's always the opportunity for people hearing this to repent and to turn around, and God's bent is always toward grace rather than judgment, but uh, people need to receive it and people need to respond to it. And so we're going to see a little bit of a glimpse of some benefits for those who will respond to his offer of grace that will take place far in the future. And here's what Isaiah chapter two, verses two through five say. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, he shall judge between the nations. And shall decide disputes for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not be lifted up, lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So this is talking about a time when God's rule over the earth will be very significant. From Jerusalem, there will be people going up to the mountain of God in Jerusalem and asking to be taught by the Lord and governed by the Lord and judged by the Lord. In fact, it'll give way to a time of global peace. Nation won't war against nation, and it's going to be incredible. So there are several ways to interpret this. By the way, let's just land on the word latter days. That's in chapter 2, verse 2. there's some dispute about what what is meant by latter days. Obviously, it means days that are way out on the horizon. They're not not in the days in the near future. 
in the near future of when Isaiah is writing this, but he's talking about latter days, like days that will come later, much later, out into the future. Some people have made a distinction between latter days and last days. So they would say, this isn't talking about the last days, the end times. This is talking about days that are much, much later, potentially referring to when Christ would come and live and declare his messianic rule on earth, which was 2,000 years before we're at now, but about 700 years after when Isaiah was writing. And, and they would say that qualifies as latter days, even though it's not the last days, which are days that even now in 2021, we haven't lived through. So there's some uh, disagreement on exactly what that means. And then there's some disagreement on exactly what this text is referring to. And I'm going to give you three ways to interpret this, and then you're going to have to think about it, read about it, study it, pray about it, and come up with your own conclusion. The first way to understand this is this messianic reign of Christ where peace ensues because everybody is submitting to the judgment of God. Some people interpret this to mean to refer to the effect on nations as citizens and leaders submit to the rule of Christ. So you can imagine in today's world, the gospel is going out around the world and has been since the resurrection of Christ. And over time, these people would believe that more and more people will submit their hearts to Christ so that the leaders and the citizens of all the nations in the world will become more and more submitted to Christ. And therefore, the rule of Christ will operate indirectly through them and and usher in this time of peace as more people are submitted to the righteous rule of God because of their faith in Christ. Another way to interpret this is it's referring specifically to the earthly reign of Jesus Christ during the millennium. So the millennium is a time where Christ will return to earth. Scripture talks about his thousand-year reign, and he will reign as the ruler of the earth probably from Jerusalem. Some people believe for a literal thousand years. Other people believe that thousand isn't literal, but it's just meant to be taken as a long period of time. And that while he reigns on earth, there will be a huge, huge percentage of people at that time who will be followers of Christ. And so they will submit to his rule and there will be peace and there will be people who are wanting to go learn uh, from from Christ himself in Jerusalem, the mountain of God. And so that's a second way to interpret this. A third way to interpret this is that it's referring to Christ's reign as king, as Messiah in the new heavens and the new earth. So the new heavens and the new earth take place after this time that we're in right now, after the end times, after the final judgment, then eternity takes place. And those who trust Christ are in the new heavens and the new earth. I'm not going to tell you what to think about this. And our ministry isn't going to take a position on an issue like this. I can tell you that personally, I'm a little more biased against option one, and I'm open to options two and three, although I don't have clarity about that. And it's not something that we're going to, it's not a hill we're going to die on because there are more fundamental, important things that we want to communicate. And namely this, that for you to be reconciled to God, for you to be part of that future kingdom, the new heavens and the new earth, for us to be part of God's family, reconciled to him, requires faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the only perfect law keeper, the only perfect sacrifice, the only perfect king and judge who died in our place, rose again to defeat sin, death, power of the devil, and offers his righteousness to anyone who trusts Christ. Lord, help us to keep the main thing the main thing and give us wisdom and discernment as we try to understand what your word says about some of these other things. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.